and welcome to the 14th episode of the Locals Only Bruh podcast, brought to you by Sound of Hope Recordings, where you bring the music, we bring the hope. Also brought to you by Pray Their Audio, shitty music for a shitty price. Wait, no, shitty mixes for a shitty price. There we go. <laughs> I was semi-kidding about it, but I'm kind of liking where we're going. <laughs> nice. Today, our guests will be Halo 14, and of course, your co-host on this episode is going to be Isaiah Prather. What? How is everyone doing tonight? I'm doing good. We are good. Hello. 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 And welcome to the locals only. <laughs> <laughs> Do an intro twice. So to get started, can you guys introduce yourselves and what role you play in the band? Uh, I guess you want to go first. Yeah, sure. My name is Will Duncan. I play the bass, and I am also the backup vocal. Um, and then I am Caveman. I am the drummer of Hall 14, and I kind of just do a lot of behind-the-scenes shit. Real quick, can we get the bassist to reintroduce himself? Because it was super quiet, and I couldn't hear it, so I'm pretty sure the computer didn't pick it up either. Oh, can you hear me now? No. Okay. What if I come over get here? Get up in that mic. Yeah, I'm just going to come over here and do this. All right. There we go. My name is Will Duncan. I am the bassist and the backup vocalist. Nice. So right away, I want to ask the most generic question ever. Um, what does your band name mean? Because I think it's pretty cool. Halo 14. Ah. Like, what's the meaning behind it? Ah, okay. For once, there is a backstory to a band. Yeah. For a brand name. It's not just like, oh, it sounded cool. Um, so... <laughs> The first time we ever met was actually in 2014 on Halloween night. And so that was kind of the first time that we all kind of got to know each other and got to watch performance together. And it was like a bonding moment. And it was cool. Yeah, it was uh, me, Cademan, uh, Matt, our guitarist, who unfortunately could not be here tonight. And uh, our original bassist, who I shall not name. <laughs> it was before he started bass. He played guitar first. Yep. So... Yep, so we just decided to, you know, if we want to have a name that means something, you know, personally to us, we would just go with, you know, the day we met and essentially the day we all became friends, Halloween 2014, Halo 14. Yeah, it was cool. I liked it. Dude, I like that. Yeah, that's that's really actually really cool. Name. Thanks, guys. Um, all right, so I kind of have an icebreaker here. Why couldn't the toilet paper cross the road? Oh, God. Um... Wow. Wait, I want to see if I can figure it out first. Don't you mess with me. Wait, wait, wait. Why couldn't uh wait? Why couldn't the toilet across? Is it because he got stuck in a crack? Dude, yes. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I'm a pro. He's, he's heard my puns too much. He knows the game. <laughs> Dang it. Dude. All right. So, what are you guys' best dad jokes? Uh, okay, Will over here is like the king of dad jokes. We'll we'll have like uh moments in like sets at a show or whatever where uh. I need to fix something on my symbols, or uh, our guitarist Matthew needs to tune, and so he'll literally just take a mic and just tell a bunch of dad jokes. Yeah. So <laughs> this happens pretty frequently. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, so uh, a family walks into a restaurant. The waitress says, "Hello, everyone. Welcome to yeah yeah. Uh, won't you please take a seat?" The wa the man turns to his wife and says, "All right, honey. You think this one will fit in the car?" Uh, <laughs> that's good. Have you told me that one yet? <laughs> no, that was actually a new one. That was good. I liked it. No credit to me. No, that was actually a good one. I like that one a lot. My jokes are all recycled. Did you guys hear about the vocalist that got locked out of his house? 
Mm, oh god. No. He was out of key. Oh, <laughs> bravo to you, sir. That's like one of those ones where it's like I have to laugh because it's good, but I want to cry like at the same time. <laughs> it's like yeah. oh, oh, gosh. You hate yourself for loving it. Oh. I literally have It's even better the second time. I have a I have a light bulb joke for every single member of the band. Oh, they're so bad. <laughs> they're so bad too. I get so butthurt every time. <laughs> how many light how how many drummers does it take to screw in a light bulb? Ooh. I don't know. None. We have machines that do, to do that now. <laughs> <laughs> I get so buttered. I'm like, hello, I'm right here. Hello. <laughs> and you wonder why we oh, keep we have around. trigger to do that now. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I've got one of I got one of those for everybody, so it's fair. It's okay. Glenn Fricker has all the base ones. Oh, that's uh, true. I, I lay I, into me, lay into me. I send Will a bunch of Glenn Fricker videos, and I always put warnings in them. I'm like, warning, he does have a bass joke. Do not get mad. I'm like, please. <laughs> Dude, you know I'm chill. I've come to terms with the fact that bassists are the most under underappreciated artists. It's sad. That's true. Sad. But we love you. Thanks, we, we, we care about you. Thanks, man. I love you, too. Just what they say to you. You don't want to know what they say behind your back. Oh my god, did you hear about what Will did yesterday? Oh my god. You guys talking about me over here? Yeah. Your your gossip name is Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, did you hear what Brittany did yesterday? <laughs> oh my god. God. <laughs> god, you would not believe. Okay. So I wanted to ask you guys, because you just posted about this, um yeah. saying, uh, why you've been gone so long. So let's hear it. Why have you guys been gone so long? What's in the works? Oh, so moral of the story is we've been working on new music. Um, I'm coming up. And um, basically, the more and more we we do stuff and the more and more that we add on to it, the more and more that we kind of have to push stuff back. Yeah, you know? there's a lot there. You know, when you start the process, you initially think, oh, this isn't going to be as much work as you think. But it's it turns out to be a lot of work for every 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 step we take forward we have to take one or two steps back because we realize oh we're not doing the mixing and mastering process properly like we we didn't write this part correctly it, it's a long process and the reason it's taking so long is because we want to put a lot of love and care into this album to make every single track stand out and make everyone every single one not only fit to the album theme but you know fit to us emotionally that yeah. makes sense. I also think that why I feel like this album might be taking a little longer than, you know, our last EP or anything we've worked on beforehand together is just like, I want this to be able to be something that I can reflect on, you know, years from now mm -hmm. and still be very proud of it. Whereas I feel like usually when you when you put out music fairly quickly and you don't think much about it and you kind of just do it in the moment, it's kind mm -hmm. of like, you know, you might lose track of it sometimes. And I want to be able to make this album something where it's like, you know, I can look back at this and go, wow, like that was really awesome. That was a cool thing that we did. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I just want to put a lot of quality into this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely understand that. My um, my band, we took about a year and a half to do five songs. Wow. Yep. That'll do it. No, our our last EP was, it was a weird process. Because yeah. we, did, we, did, uh, we wrote one uh, really good one, which is uh, Unexpected. That's the popular one. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. um, 
after that we were like oh we want to release this and then after we decided that we were like oh well we should have other songs with it too and then we kind of popped out uh what was it simple existence simple first. existence and then followed by where where, where did, I, did go I go wrong and so, they kind of just like popped out of nowhere but i mean some people like them but they're definitely not as popular as the one that you know we pre-mediated for months so back to that post that you guys made yeah you guys made it sound like you guys think this is live do you guys think it's live live what do you mean by live? You guys- you guys said to tune in at 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. Do you guys oh. did you guys think this was being streamed live or something? Hey, <laughs> you know, honestly, uh, I didn't even think about that. No, I think I was the one who told her to do that. Oh, I th- I assumed that it was live. I'm sorry. It's not. <laughs> it's all good. Okay, well, we wanted to say you. something, but we figured a meme would be better. We'll correct that. <laughs> Well, fi- that's our that's our problem to fix. No big deal. So I'm curious I mean, for hey, who knows? Maybe like my Facebook page is just getting like a bunch of hits right now. <laughs> yeah, you never know, dude. You never know. <laughs> they're, they're 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 angrily clicking. Where's the Halo 14 podcast? Where is it? Yeah, we. I need it now. Because, yeah, because we definitely have fans that did it. Oh, definitely, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, maybe that's something we should try one time is an actual live stream podcast. Oh, that would be wrong. pretty tight. <laughs> like, so much can go wrong, but I'm willing to take that chance. I think that'd be the fun of it, is if something yeah. did go wrong, then that'd be like... Yeah, plus, you <laughs> could, plus you, if, you, if you're at a loss for words, you can always look at the chat and say, all right, what is the chat saying right now? Yeah. Yeah. So, for, so for people who don't know who you guys are, um, how would you describe your music and, you know, what are you guys all about? We went through a big debate about this for a while. Yeah, do you want to go on it? Okay, so we've had a lot of debates about specifically our, you know, our genre classification, what sort of bands we draw our inspirations from, what bands we end up sounding like, and really, it's been really hard to pin it to a certain style. And I personally love that because what that says, at least you know, in our minds, is that we're making something unique. We're making something that we've never distinctly heard before and i like that however i do want to answer your question directly so we have classified ourselves as a sort of hard rock metalcore mix with uh we draw elements from both styles uh we're starting to we're starting to incorporate some elements from gent because you know we're all into that new craze um and as for bands we sound like i've been told we kind of sound like new year's day um, sort sort of bands around that genre. What other bands do you think we uh, we would we, sound like? We we had an old buddy that said that we sound like Bless the Fall. Yeah, which I thought was interesting. But I mean, that's for you guys to decide. Just give us a listen. So, um, for you know, you guys are working on new music now. Is this something we're going to be expecting very soon, or is this going to you know still be months down the road? Uh, I at this, <laughs> at this point at this point I have no idea what it, to predict. Things are getting faster. I'll tell you that we've gotten a lot of it nailed down by now. A lot of the a lot a lot of the process has been um, has become a lot more efficient. However, I do believe it's going to take a couple months. It, um, it's a few more months to finish writing, and then we have to track everything. You know, mix and master. But you can definitely expect a new album from us early 2018. Oh, without a doubt. We're most likely, I mean, this is still kind of, like, 
up in the air, but we might release one in the little single before then, just to get hype. Yeah. So, are you guys self-producing? We are. Yes. We are. We're sending we're sending tracks and everything off to a professional and everything, but um, we decided to kind of do um, kind of home recording, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of what my band did. Um, originally, that was the idea. We um, I I do full time production as a job, but um, we all self recorded. We're all from different parts of the country, um, mm-hmm. and we just meet up and then we tour together and then we all kind of spread back out, which kind of helps because you know we're not always on each other's backs. But um, we originally were gonna send our tracks to a producer. Um, we sent our stuff out. Three months later, we had an issue. Uh, we were out fifteen hundred dollars, and I was like, you know, this is my job anyways. I'll just do it, we'll whip it together, and then we uh, we ended up doing the production all as a team, got everything done, and yeah, I mean, we were pretty happy with it. Um, just make sure if you sign a contract that you make sure you get your money back if uh, things go wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure, absolutely. Because sure. being out being out fifteen hundred dollars really screwed us. Yeah. Yeah. But the reason we're self-producing is because, um, for one thing, that's not going to limit us to time recording in the studio because no most studios charge hourly. Charge by the hour. So we can. So self-producing, we can. Uh, we can take as long as we want, take as many takes as we want, get it exactly how we want it. And then none of us are good enough to mix and master. So of course we're going to be sending that off. But at least this way we can make sure everything is exactly the way we want it. Uh, the the foundations of the tones um the uh the rhythm make sure everything matches on beats just everything the way we want it i also just kind of think that like the i feel like if i if i had this idea kind of when we all first started getting to know each other and everything i wouldn't have known as much to kind of trust myself to be able to to you know send off tracks and everything professionally um but i feel like after like a few years of uh, knowing each other and after end of looking a lot of things i've just kind of Notice that a lot of the technology that you can just have at home has has gotten so advanced that like there's not there's not much that you really need to you know kind of go to a studio for these days, mm-hmm. you know. And so I feel like I yes. really I really want to take advantage of that to you know as far as we can because one I mean you know obviously it's it's a lot cheaper and it's more long term if you have your own equipment to use for you know as long as you want. But at the same time, as Will said, it's you know you can take a lot more time with your with your project and everything. And I think that's something that you know we we kind of felt was a little pressured in the last EP mm-hmm. at times when we would, oh, yeah. we, we would, we would be in the studio and we would think, Oh, like that was a great take. We did a good job. And then we'd come home, you know, sleep on it. And we wake up the next morning or we listen to it the next day and we go, wow, that wasn't as, as you know, as good as we remember. Um, so I think home recording kind of gives us a chance to go back and redo whatever we feel like wasn't our best, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like times are definitely changing and I feel the, the need for a big studio, honestly, is kind of gone, except for the mixing process, which most you know professional mixers now are mixing out of their own homes because there's no reason to have a big studio. Exactly. You know, everybody's in the box now, or for the most part. You know, obviously there's still people on analog consoles, but it's very, very far and few. Um, I think it's just, I think it's all around a better option if if you have someone who kind of knows what they're doing and you know can at least get good takes and everything. I feel like self-production is a way better idea to go with. Because you have that time and you can really put your time into it, whereas you're not, you know, limited to a budget. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. So what's one thing that you guys would say would set you guys apart from the rest of the other bands right now? That's a good question. That is a good question. I mean, I 
I don't know. I've kind of talked to our guitarist Matthew about this a few times, but I kind of think that the thing that I want people to take away from us is kind of not how our music is drastically different from everything that you're hearing, but more of like just us as a whole and kind of like our our presence, our kind of stage presence, our 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 feel, our look. Um, I kind of want that to be what people take away from it. Yeah, and it all comes. Uh, I believe it all comes from our dedication to the music, because. We're not we're not all in this to get to get famous or to get signed. I mean, sure, it would be it would be incredibly amazing to be approached by like Fearless or someone like that with an offer to sign. But we're not in it for that. We're in it to have a good time, you know, bring some light to people's lives, make something that we're proud of. And that's where a lot of our you know, a lot of our feel not only is a band as people, but in our music, where where that all comes from. I like that because I mean, I don't know how you guys are saying that you take time out of the set um, when uh, you guys are fixing stuff to you know just tell jokes, have a little banter. It kind of reminds me of um, like early Blink One Eight Two where. Um, they would take time out of their sets just to joke around and honestly not a lot of heavier bands do that so I mean obviously right off the bat that's one thing I could tell that would set you guys apart from the rest yeah for sure I just think that you know I mean obviously you know I'm in public and behind the scenes of Hall 14 and everything but I feel like if you look behind the scenes I mean we make try to act as professional as we can try to be as serious as we can but honestly like we're just goofy stupid you know sex humor kids like we're not we're not these super like big professionals and i i think that that really you know i'm not trying to hide that mm -hmm. and i think you know at times you want to stay professional and as much as i do you know i want to be taken seriously i don't want to be seen as you know i don't want to be seen as a band that you know a fan can't talk to or that someone's too afraid to ask something of or that's not something you want to that's not something you want to be when you're in a local band because then you don't have yeah you don't have the bite to back it up exactly I I feel like people that take themselves too much. Uh, I feel like people that take themselves too seriously as a local band almost become a joke because exactly yeah you have yeah. you have these people that are like I can't you know make I can't make jokes on stage because you know people aren't gonna take me serious, but that you have these people that go up there and they're gonna act like assholes because you know they uh, nobody owes you anything as a local band and I think a lot of people get that wrong and I think that's the thing that most people like in local bands definitely 100% get wrong. Because nobody owes you anything. You're just, you need to be happy everybody's at a show and you need to make the best of it every single time you're on stage. For sure. Mm -hmm. I've also kind of noticed that, you know, just going from like, if you go to a, a big show, say like something like If You Lube Live or something, and then you go to a small show, say like a house show with a bunch of bands, you know, not only is this like, you know, obviously some of the music and everything in the bands and the community is going to be different, but I think also just the general feel of just the whole show and the set and the way the, you know, the way the music's going to be portrayed to you, it's all different, and I think that you need to adapt to that, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, you want to give each show your all, but if you treat, you know, if you treat a house show, you know, like you're selling out a 4,000-people stadium or something like that, you're going to you're gonna get very different responses and a lot of different stage control than, you know, if you're trying to interact with your audience and you're trying to be with them. Yeah, and if you play every show like, like you're expecting 40,000 attendance, you're going to be disappointed by every show, and that's really going to reflect in your playing style. Very true. Yeah. I think that was one thing I had to learn the hard way when I went on mm -hmm. tour for the first time. Because, you know, going on tour, I, was, um, I wasn't with my current band. Um, I was just doing a fill-in spot for uh, another local band. 
when they went on tour and like I don't know why, but I expected a lot more people to be there. But there was nights where we play. There was a night where we played to about two people, um, and then there was nights where we played to about fifty. I mean, it honestly, you just can't expect too much out of you know being a smaller band. And I think a lot of people think that there's going to be five hundred people at every show, but I mean, there's shows where there's going to you're going to be playing to a chair. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> those where you're just playing to other bands and then you still play your heart out for those other bands because those guys could be you know potential friends in the industry like the, not just people that could help you out like you know if they get big then they can help you but like you know it's just nice to make friends with the other guys who are trying to make their way in this area yeah it's definitely nice to make friends with other people like other locals just because i mean you guys all share the common interest yeah for sure We've made a lot of band friends over the years. I think I think making connections at, at shows with all the other bands is like the biggest thing because when these guys, you know, go to play their headliners, they you know, they're always gonna pick their best friends, you know, to be the co headliners, which brings you to different fans and everything. And as you help them out, they help you out. And that's you know, you cannot act like you're a bigger part of the scene than everybody else because you know, no one's going to want to support you if you just act like you're on a high horse all at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think it's like a huge thing, you know, just from personal experience and just also from what you hear, you're like, you know, on Facebook memes and all that kind of stuff is like, if you ask someone, hey, come to my band show, the first question is always going to be, why? You know, <laughs> like, 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 like what, 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 what am I, I going to take away? Why should I pay, pay $10 to see a bunch of bands that I've never heard of? Exactly. I think that's, that's one of the hardest things about, you know, sort of being local and not, and also for us, you know, not intending to be huge. Yeah. You need to definitely figure out a reason for, you know, to give those people why mm-hmm. they should come to your show and why they should listen to your music and everything. I feel like a lot of the so time, that, you can go, Alpi. Go for it, Isaiah. I was going to say, you know what? I forgot. Let's just go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a perfect segue into uh, trying to get people to listen to your music. How do you guys promote yourselves? I mean, obviously social media is a big thing, but do you guys do anything special on the social media or just like, how do you promote yourselves? I'm not sure. I mean, our, our singer Rachel is mostly sort of like our, our promoter, I she's guess. Our, quote she's our social media manager. She manages the Twitter, the Facebook, she manages everything. But I do know that from the people that we've, that we have, you know, had, I guess, quote unquote most committed or most like the bands that are most into us i guess mm-hmm. um it's just connections you know like i we've only had i think one or two fans that have actually like really really loved us just from you know finding us on a social media or mm-hmm. as much as again whereas like you know if you meet someone at a show and you crack jokes with them or like you say you have a friend and then you go to a party with them and then you get to meet their friends or you know you know the fu- the funny thing i would say is I think our most dedicated fans, like at least our most excitable fans, are the ones who have never seen us play. That's true, actually. Which is to weird. an extent, like because you know you were telling me about that one that one girl in Britain, who's you oh, know yeah. hu- who became a huge fan of us just by you know listening to our EP, and you know meet and talking with you, and yeah. she told all of her friends about us, and so. And they really want us to come over and play there. Yeah. We don't have the money for that. But if we ever do get big enough, we will definitely be heading over there for a show. Yeah. But the point I'm trying to get at is, um, let's see. The best. I, I guess the best way to promote our band is to just, you know, talk to people. Just do it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if, 
if you see someone on the street listening or an, or in a restaurant who dress who has a band like a metal t-shirt on or something like that you go up and talk to them like metalheads love to talk <laughs> about metal that's your thing so you t- <sighs> you strike up a conversation what what bands do you like what are you into do you play an instrument and that's when you drop in the the self promotion that's when you say yeah like i have a band hello 14 you should check us out and it all and it most of the time works because then they know you they know you're friendly and you know how cool it is to be friends with a band with someone in a band it's awesome yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't mean to laugh like midway through your no, sentence okay. just, as soon as you said restaurant yeah. i just imagine like you know you see someone at applebee's or something you just walk up to them <laughs> i know you're on a date i know this might be your first date i don't want to ruin it but let's talk music for a, a good 30 minutes of your date real quick I, was, I mean i know you're on curfew but yeah, come on let's just talk so, music. sorry to interrupt this is really important <laughs> i know you're having a business <laughs> meeting right now talking about a merger but let's talk about slayer <laughs> i also i also kind of want to give like a sale uh, like a self thanks to will because uh Everybody. last last christmas um for my little christmas gift to me or whatever he got me a custom hall 14 snapback um oh, which man. i still adore and i still wear all the time and i feel like that's just like such like a i guess by default kind of funny conversation starter yeah because <laughs> i've had tons of people who's like what is your hat i'm like i'm glad you asked like, <laughs> what does it mean yeah you know it works every time so we also have shirts that we can wear. Yeah. That works a lot of time, too. I think Where can we buy your merch at? From us. Yeah, right, right now it's just from contacting us personally. Yeah, we're not that big, but if you want if you want a shirt, man, they're 10 bucks, and they, uh, they have the key lines from Simple Existence leading up to the breakdown. Stop talking to my back and say it to my face. And uh, You're going to have to wait for about maybe two paychecks, <laughs> and then I'll be able to buy one. So you get, like this so month you get, is going to be a little taxing on my pocketbook. Yeah, you get $5 paychecks. Got it. <laughs> Dude, I, I legit really do. I get paid under minimum wage. Uh, what? Dude, you got to report that. It, it's a long story. They have a contract with the state, so it's all oh, good. So no, man. You can't Real quick, that. just so you guys and all the listeners know, Jerry is on this call again. Jerry's back. Again. Yo. Yo I, I swear to God. Jerry, Jerry. Stop clipping. Hi, man. I don't know who Jerry is, but I Wait, like what's happening? It reminds me of ice cream. You're clipping. I'm clipping? Hey, no, Kevin, in case you're, you're listening, clipping. fuck you. <laughs> yeah, Kevin. Fuck Kevin. <laughs> what, was that name? what was that name in the hotel that kept getting spray painted? Oh, Alex. Alex. Yeah, we went to we went to potential like music video places, you know, abandoned warehouses full of graffiti. And this one place just mm-hmm. was full of messages like fuck you fuck you, Alex. And like a picture of a dick squirting onto Alex. On onto Alex. And there was just everywhere. Just at random everyone places. Everyone hated Alex. I was so confused. <laughs> I want to meet this guy named Alex. Why is he so mean? You know, Alex. If you're out there and you're listening and you need a friend, <laughs> you have the Locals Only Bruh podcast. Oh, we'll be here for you as long as you, you listen every episode. I promise I won't tell you fuck you. <laughs> I feel like I make, else I make no I'll such see. promises. So the, the backstory behind Kevin is uh, we have this guy in our group chat and, you know, he's he's kind of around every once in a while. And it turns out he was like mixing in mono for the longest time. And he was wondering why his mixes sucked. <laughs> so we, I like we changed his like we changed his nickname to Mono or get the fuck out um, in the group chat. <laughs> and um, don't say we you did it. I'm taking the blame. <laughs> <laughs> but Jerry's always really mean to him, and um, 
ever since, we've pretty much just been messing with him anytime he tries to speak or even reads our messages. We're like, fuck you, Kevin. Aw. Damn it, Kevin. But and we he, still love you, and Kevin. he's getting really okay. butt. He's really, he's getting really butt hurt about it right now, even though we're all kind of messing around. Hey, Kevin, you might be friends with this person. What with Kevin? Yeah, you guys could share about the butt hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. So back to your merch, real quick. Yeah. Um. So, do you want people just to message your guys' Facebook page or your personal Facebooks? Um, what would be the best way to get in contact with you guys for some merch? Any way you can find. Like, I, I mean, I, I obviously don't know about you, Will. I don't know about you, but, like, you know, there's no, like, account information of mine that isn't mm -hmm. public that I don't check. I mean, so I, like... I mean, I've got my Facebook. You message me on you got you message me on Facebook. You're good, but you know, if you can't find us, you just go you just go to our band page. We get those. <laughs> yeah, and you know, we take. We take uh, all forms of payment. We take cash, credit, check, PayPal, Bitcoin. Okay, we don't really take Bitcoin, but <laughs> screw it. Do you take the booty? Um, Cayman, would you take the booty? I can't anymore. I'm oh taking. yeah, you have a girlfriend. I have a girlfriend. Oh yeah, I, I just want a I don't, shirt. I, Jeez. I don't. <laughs> oh, I don't have a girlfriend. I can take the booty. There you go. I'll send you a used <laughs> condom in the mail. Is that gonna work for payment? <laughs> can we send it? To <laughs> you know what? And he'll just be mad, we'll take, confused. Like, we'll why is there used condom? In my we'll mail? take the first used condom sent in as payments. Oh god! <laughs> but yeah, we got. Uh, we got make sure you guys shirts. give me your PO box. Gotcha. We got ten dollars shirts and uh, two dollar pay what you want CDs for our uh, EP Instinct to Extinct. Nice. And by the way, pay what you want doesn't mean once. Then no, it means it means two dollar minimum. Pay what you want. You can pay more than two dollars or two dollars. Don't don't pay two dollars, guys. I mean, if if anyone's listening and you want to buy their EP, don't pay two dollars. These guys pour their heart and soul into what they do. Obviously, they're great guys. From listening to this, they're Aww, funny. Thanks. Give them more than just two dollars. Come on. Most people do. Most people are very nice when you know buying our stuff. They'll try. They'll try and give us ten dollars for the CD. And I always tell them like ten dollars gets you a shirt. You pay us twelve dollars, and you know you get CD and a shirt. And that's usually how it works out. But I just, I am always floored by the amount of love people give us. Like, I appreciate all you guys. We appreciate you You heard guys. it here first. <laughs> they hate all their fans. Oh, no, don't. Uh, oh, you're, you're taking this out of context, aren't you? Aren't you? <laughs> we're just going to cut out that part of them talking about how much they love their fans. And we're just going to make you guys look like assholes. Yep. End of just interview. Just quantize. I'll do my fancy right editing stuff from all my production work and make it sound like he's saying you hate I, them all. I hate my fans. <laughs> I did it for you. That reminds me of those, uh, those Barack Obama sings a song videos. Dude, those are the yeah. best things I ever. I recently yeah. saw one uh, on Facebook like a few days ago, and it was yeah. a, that Ed Sheeran song, Shape of You, and the instrumental comes <laughs> on, and it's Barack Obama, but it starts off by him going, I'm not singing today. And the music stops, and I was like, that's great. <laughs> I was not expecting this. Oh, that's great. I still think the funniest thing I've ever seen is, um, I forgot who it was, but they made a song about, like, they had the Charlie Sheen interview where he's, like, winning, and they turned it into, like, this whole song. It's amazing. Oh, my, oh my God. God. My favorite is the Donald Trump uh, where they mix it with Meshuggah Bleed, and it's, like, billions and billions and billions and billions. Yes, I've seen that. Oh, well, I have not seen this. Send it to me. Uh, it's so great. PM it to him. 
It's so great. I think nothing is funnier for me than playing video games with Cadevin. I get just, so much rage. Just watching him rage is the best. Oh my! Are you? Do you get gamers rage? He does. Okay, there's a re- okay. I'll just say this: there's a reason why I quit video games, and that was it. <laughs> but <laughs> do, do, do you want to tell them the Connect Four story? Oh my god! So one night, he and I were just hanging out at his place, uh, and so he has Connect Four. I'm like, yo, let's break it out, play some Connect Four. I think I won like 15 games in a row. Easily. Easily. easily like not even trying and then and then every time i was about to every time he, it was his turn and i was about to win i would just say i've won just, oh my god he got to the point where he, if, if he heard that phrase he would just flip it he would just flip the thing and quit <laughs> and then, but, but look, 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 looking back on that that was kind of a dumb move because I couldn't yeah. even like you know like when you said I won I didn't even look at how you won no. you said I won and I just gave up making me think like you could have put down like two coins and just been like I won and I would have just been like fuck it I'm done. Finally, finally he got one on me and then I and then I was trying to tell him like you know you've won but he was like no no you're not taking this from me no. <laughs> I didn't want to accept your gratitude. I just wanted to walk away with my own pride. We quit. Oh, God, that's great. Playing with him I is think, the best thing ever. I actually think I was honestly the last time we played Connect 4. Until we invented Connect Fucked. That's fine. <laughs> explain. What? Wait, whoa, 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 wait. Connect what? Connect Fucked. Oh, wait, wait, can I explain it? Yes, you can explain it. Okay, so Connect Fucked is um, it's a little game. It's a little version of Connect 4 that we made with a friend one time when he was over. Um... Stefan's cool. I love Stefan. Yeah, shout out um, to Stefan Parrot, great composer. Cool. His band Sound Machine. Yeah, he's cool. Um, but he was over one night, and I don't even know how it came about. But we decided to make a different version of Connect Four, where after every single time you you place a coin in the little in the little like board or whatever, yeah. you switch colors the next turn you take. So you play yellow, then red, then yellow, then red, and you have to win on whatever color you just played. Boy, no. So, like, someone could be helping you out win the <laughs> entire time. So you have to think, like, like or three steps your, ahead. Or screw yourself over. That's very easy to that do. That happened multiple times. Yeah. It, it's, it, you have to think a lot further in advance, but it makes it's just one of those versions of simple games that makes it so much more complicated and, by extension, so much more fun. Honestly, it sounds like you just turn it into, like, this chess match because you have to be, like, ten <laughs> steps ahead. It literally is. It yeah. literally is. No exaggeration. Like, like, okay, when when we invented it, I kind of played, I don't know, maybe like three or four rounds. Yeah. And then I just kind of watched them play. And just watching them play, just watching Will's face, he would sit there for like a minute and figure <laughs> out what to do. And then he put like down one coin. It's just like, I think we all, both of us, it was, it was literally a chess match staring each other down. Yeah. <laughs> I always That's like, wanted, I always wanted to see a really intense match of chess where they're just like staring each other down, like. Giving themselves, <laughs> giving each other like the death stare. Well, that's just, the thing, like in person or a video, because you can look up chess championships. I want to see it in person. I want to oh. feel the, I want to feel the stress in the room. Dude, I'd be scared. The I'd be like stress. sweating. <laughs> I, I like wouldn't even be playing. I'd just be sweating the whole time. Will he move his pawn? <laughs> what he no moved the knight? <laughs> I just want to uh, get a hype man just... for a chess game. Dude, okay, they should get JR, the old uh, wrestling uh, commentator, to do it. Yes. I can just imagine that being yes. so good. Yes. yes this is a real slobber knocker. He's moving the queen. 
just want to get a posse. And just like out of nowhere, it's stone cold. It's stone cold. <laughs> I just want to get a posse behind me that when I like just when I do stupid things, like I move my pawn too forward, oh. and they're like, oh, oh no way. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, just if I have was a high posse behind you while you play chess. <laughs> if that I was playing you in chess, move. if I was playing you in chess as that happened, I'd be so intimidated. I'd be like, "What is going on?" My question is: Would they be dressed in suits, or would they dressed be dressed up like they're in the hood? No, no, no. Half are in just... suits, <laughs> and half are dressed like they're in the. Hood. But they all act the same. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, we got really yeah. distracted. Goddamn. Okay. Hey, man, but you gotta keep the podcast fun or no one's gonna listen. Does anyone have a question that can get us back on track here? Because my mind is out there in, like, fun land right now. Music. Oh, fun this land. Ha- this tends to happen when you talk to us. Yeah. Dude, no. Oh, go back music. and listen to any episode. They all go like this because of me. <laughs> That's great. No, I-, I-, I like that. I hate it when people are, like, too serious about stuff. It's like, yeah. I, can't, I can't act like myself. No one's going to listen. Literally, every episode starts off really professional, and we have fun talking about music and all this, and then I just, I don't know, I, like, a switch flitch it, uh, flips, and I go off on this weird tangent, and here we are. Just be like, so what do you guys think mm-hmm. about the next album cover? Oh, it's going to have some green. Green avocado guacamole. <laughs> I love guacamole. Like, <laughs> what are your opinions on that? Are you that saying that's my last name is Montoya? How racist. Ah! No. <laughs> No, we're not racist. We're just mean to everyone. I, I did it bad. I did it bad. <laughs> but yeah, um, if you want to get back on track, we could talk about uh, the theme for our upcoming album. Let's do that. What is the theme for oh, your cool. guys' new album? You want me to explain it? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay. If you want to do the... Okay. Um, so basically, the concept behind it is... I actually said the title first. That's kind of what, what started it. The proposed title currently. Yeah. Um, cultural Condition. Um... Let me see if I can actually type up the literal definition while we're at it. <laughs> Why do you want to type it off? Well, just so I can read off the exact definition. Oh, is it already? Can I tell a dad joke while I'm Googling this? All right, It's sure. confirmed. This they don't ex- know about their own music. This is exactly what Twitch <laughs> shows. Like, hold on, I need to do something. Could you, could you tell a joke? Okay, I got this. <clears throat> I'll tell another light bulb joke. So, um, how many singers does it take to screw in a light bulb? Singers? Singers. I don't know. Just one. They hold the light bulb in place and the world revolves around them. <laughs> Shots I'm pretty fired. offended. Shots fired. Okay, the next okay, I love how Jerry up. doesn't speak for ten minutes and then we say one joke and he's like, I'm pretty offended. I'm offended. I'm triggered. It's 2017. Don't assume my gender. <laughs> he wasn't it no, he wasn't here for the drum one. It's true. Okay, okay, I have. Is it a banging joke? Ah, I see what you did there. Oh man! I see what he did there. Followed it up. Hey, Jerry, right. you can leave the call at any time now. I I have the actual definition. Oh, you're okay. <laughs> okay, so the definition, like the exact by book definition of cultural conditioning, is the social process between which authority figures such as parents, professionals, politicians, religious leaders, peers, and the media define our culture, values, beliefs ethical systems, and ultimately the way we perceive ourselves in the world. I like that. So kind of like, I guess like a more complicated version of being brainwashed, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it sounds, it definitely sounds stereotypical for metal, and I understand that, but we're trying as hard as we can to put our own sort of unique spin on it. Because, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the stereotype is 
essentially, you know, fuck the system. Like, you know, fuck the man. They're trying to hold us down. Like, no, we're trying to preach more of work with the system. Like, you know, make it better. Make the world a better place. You're not going to you're not going to change someone's opinion by yelling at them and cussing them out. And that's that's the message we're trying to get across. Don't tell them you're wrong. Tell them an alternative. Just if you just tell someone, fuck you, you're wrong. That you just lost the battle right there. Yep. In in the words of Jack Black, stick it to the man. There you go. There you go. <laughs> no, but in, in our words, stick it with the man. Ah. Uh, yeah. Sounds like a sex joke. Sounds like a sex joke. Well, stick it to the man is also <laughs> a sex joke. That's, that's very true. Anything can be a sex joke if you, if you put it that way. Yeah. Black cable. Ah. That's what you did there. Really? Excited. Jerry. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. Oh, black joke. I get it. Ga, 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 ga. <laughs> I didn't know he was black. He's not. Oh. I'm brown, but like, I'm the darkest one in the group chat, so I'm like black by default. <laughs> you know, they, they, they can't see us right now. How do they know we're not like Simpsons characters? You guys probably are. Yeah. I just kind of assumed that. See, we are sitting on a couch right now. Sure, we don't have a TV though. Yeah, we you don't guys have, have no, donuts. Like, montage. You know, I, I had a donut this morning. Does that count? I wish. Homer Simpson confirmed. Yeah, but I'm the fat one, so. Bro, I'm fat too. We out here, we doing things. No, man, we're fat. That's we ain't so... doing things. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, hey, man, I got you like nowhere, fuck. <laughs> no, <laughs> He's like, no. no I, I'm fully aware of who I am and what I am. It's okay. I love your, I love your bear, your bariness. I love the fact that I could floss my teeth with you. I, I call him a bear all the time. <laughs> you like a bear. Wait, can we rewind? Did you just wait the flossing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling him a. I'm calling him a toothpick. I like how he said, "Wait, oh. rewind." He's skinny as hell. He couldn't process it. He had to look back. I really I went by too quickly. I'm just like, what? <laughs> We're just that's like, do we make so many quick jokes like that? Like, even I won't get them sometimes. It'll happen. I won't get it till like 30 seconds later. I'll be like, wait, wait, hold up. Hold up. Clearly hanging with us is a hoot. Because <laughs> no. in my head, it was like, you guys were just next to each other in the bathroom, just flossing like bros. That's what I thought too. Like, I pictured like them helping each other floss. <laughs> <laughs> we could do that. I feel like that needs to be a challenge now. Can one help the other floss? You know what? I don't Can you guys please make a gif of that? I have, I have terrible like gum hygiene. It's so bad. <laughs> you'd, you'd like floss me once and be like, I'm bleeding! <laughs> <laughs> Call 911 now. Call the ambulance. Anyway. That would be a fun activity. I'm getting tired. Really? I'm good. That's good. How long does this podcast go for? It goes Literally. for as long as we have. Oh, cool. Yeah, like it's... I like the longest one I've done has been three hours. Wow, that's crazy. And, and the shortest is fifteen minutes. <laughs> ah, I bet they just didn't have much to say, huh? Man, if I knew that, I would have to. Do, I would have wanted to do like a record and like gone for like, like like a nine minute just just cause, just to say <laughs> I had the shortest podcast. This is where you can find me. This is what my music is about. Goodbye. Exactly. <laughs> Hi, my name's Kevin. Bye. Naughty. <laughs> Just like then, walk in and be like, "Hey, all right, hang up. That's it." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or or be, be that asshole. It's like, "Hey, hey, sorry, give me one second, and then just don't come back. 
<laughs> stay, stay on the call. Like, that's John. the one. That's the one you want to be live. I okay. You know that guy that like you can trick like that. Like, oh, sorry, hold on one second, and they stay on the call. I am that yeah. guy. If you if you call me and you're like, oh, sorry, hold on one second, I will stay on the call until you come back, and I will mm-hmm. yell your name until you come back. It doesn't matter how long you take. <laughs> that has been done to me multiple of times, so I feel you. Oh boy. It's like those times where like I accidentally call you on Facebook instead of uh, instead of your cell phone. Oh yeah. And you can't hear me. I never I never like remember, so I just kind of yell your name. Yeah. Then you don't reply. <laughs> like what's, what's you yell in text form too? You'll just type over my name over and over in all caps. Well, well. That's to get your attention. Well. Because well, I know sometimes you'll. If I didn't hear it buzz the first time, it's not. I'm not gonna hear it the fifth time. Okay. The only reason I do that is because in my mind, I think, oh, he sees me texts once. He hears me like text once. I bet it's not that urgent. But if I text you like ten times, I bet you're either gonna be a annoyed, b think it's urgent, or c all the above. So that's both. <laughs> all the above is both, bitch. You don't know my life. I mean, I kind of do at this point. Okay. You, <laughs> you know my name, not my story. <laughs> Classic it's not a phase, punk. It's not a phase, mom. Oh, hey, hey. Hi. What Hi. did the fat How's girl going? say to How's the pig? Going? I don't know, Optimus Prime. What? Da ham. Oh, I didn't wait, hear wait, the joke. Wait, 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 wait. I know. I know what he said. I think. What is? I think I know what he's referencing. Did you decipher that? Because he went all Decepticon wait. on us. Wait, no. I actually think I know what he's. Okay, is it, what did the fat girl say to the pig? Is that the joke? Yeah. I've seen this video. Uh, that joke, it's really dang. good. Dude, that, that video, I saw it today, and I just, like, it made my entire life a thousand times better. I've rewatched it, like, ten times. I want to do one with our band. Oh, yeah. I want to do, like, a dad-off. <laughs> Dude, that'd be, a, honestly, like, a really good promotional face. thing. Who the fuck is gonna face me? I'd do it. But you have to give me, you like... lose. Okay, no, you'd have, you'd have to give me, like like, a week to prepare. Like, 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 we couldn't do it right here, that right now. That means you're going to give me a week to prepare. So? Take on me. Take on me. Alright. Want to get back to band we're stuff? We're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> we're no, not going to no, do no. that. Isaiah, ask a band question. You're better at getting back on track. I'm not, no, I'm not good at any of this stuff. I'm socially awkward. So am I. I'm still here. I think we all are. We all are. Okay. That's why we're musicians. <laughs> okay, um, let's see. Music. Talk about it. Okay, um, about that airline. Jerry, hit us with a question. Oh, what do you do for promotion? We already talked about that. I already asked that. Alright, how about I just go fuck myself, right? You do every night. Hey, fuck you, Kevin. How about we talk about <laughs> beer? Beer? Beer. Beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about our gear, you know. Oh. Okay. Um, what are you guys using to record? Because I know you guys are self-producing, so you know, talking talk a little bit more about how you guys are getting these tones you guys are talking about. Are okay. I guess I guess I'll kind of narrow that question down first, because you know, as mm-hmm. as a gearhead, you know, you can get lost in he these asked, conversations he for asked hours. for recording stuff. Yeah. But I mean, like, do you mean like how do we get tones, or do you mean like like what is our interface? Um. Cool. Both, yeah. Okay. okay, I guess um, I guess I'll do guitar tones first because that's kind of my specialty. I okay. Mean, bass. Um, okay. For guitars, we recently purchased our guitarist a Line Six HD Pro. Um, I recently is, purchased it. Yeah, which it's 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 a pretty decent amp modeling system. I actually 
I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, we usually got it just for live things because you mm-hmm. know if you if you buy like an amp modeling uh, amp kind of thing, then like if you change your mind about a certain style or a you know a, a delayed effect or you know even like a synth kind of thing, um, you can change it without having to purchase an entirely new amp or anything like that. Um, and so we kind of got that mainly for live, and then um, after we used it for our first live show, um, I kind of took it home not even a month ago. I took it home a few weeks ago, and I've just been in love with it. I've been recording with it and uh, building the album tone with it, and it's going out pretty great so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as for interface, um, we are using, what is this? An uh, M-Audio M-Track 8. Yes. Um, this is like an 8-channel um, M-Audio pre-interface. Um, the only reason that we're using this uh, mainly is because even though we are kind of making our own tones and everything and we're sending off our own tones to fresh notes and everything, we want to be able to have still like our DI just playing signals for everything mm-hmm. that we do. Um, yeah, that's you know, always important case. to have. Yeah, because you never know. So we're we're reamping everything and the M-Audio has uh, multiple outs. So that's kind of the main reason why we used it. We have, um, what is it? We have two other tiny Focusrite interfaces. Focusrite Scarlet Two Eyes. Yeah. We have two of those that uh, Will uses, and then our guitarist Matt uses. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of using the the M Track Eight just for reamping. It's the main purpose. Yeah, makes um, sense. And then, do you want to talk about bass tones? Yeah, sure. So, um, so I plugged the bass in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I plugged the two thousand dollar bass in. Yeah, I'm work. I'm rocking a Dingwall Combustion Ooh. NG2. Uh, it's Got a dark glass oh, preamp in it, and then I run that through my uh, pedal board. Uh, technically, I'm going to do direct input into the interface and then reamp that through my pedal board, which has a uh, Mark Bass compressor, a uh, vintage deluxe dark glass pedal for tones. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's where I get my distortion. And then I'm going to be getting, I'm planning on getting a noise gate soon to uh, really give it that genty stop to it. Um, then, I'm, then we're going to reamp that back into the uh, computer. Uh, you know what kind of guitar that uh, Matt uses? Matt, we're going to be using two different guitars on the album. He has, what is it? A uh, LTD ESP. Yeah, is it an Eclipse? Or is it the lower version of the Eclipse? It's the black and gold one. It's SP-1000, basically. Um, yeah, that's what we use. Uh, that's what my band uses. Do you guys use six or seven strings? That one's a six-string, but we're going to be incorporating seven strings into this album. I so. recently got the... It is a... Is it Legator? Legator? Legator. Whichever one. Legator guitar. Um, and then it's a seven-string uh, Neon Series Fan Fret, which I am in love with currently, even oh, though yeah. it hasn't checked I yet. I love Fan Frets. So that is still in the mail, sadly. But I have a practice seven-string that I've been writing on, which is a... What is this? A Vendetta? Piece of shit is what it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, it's, it's a piece of shit. Um, it's a old crappy Dean Vendetta seven string, which has stock pickups and I haven't changed the strings in months. And, and yet it sounds good on the line six. Cause it's the line six, man. Yeah, man. I'm um, glad we got that. Um, that's, that's about it. Yeah. We're programming drums, sadly, just because we don't have the budget. Yeah, but we did, but we did buy. invest in uh, GGD, which is going to give us some pretty solid drum tones. That's Dude, from- GGD is the best thing Ever. I know. We just got the uh, the 2.0, the the Periphery 3 signature pack, and uh, that yep. room that they were recorded in is to die for. There's nothing better. I love it. The other ones that are really good, too, are the ones that Joey Sturgis Drums just came out with, the Miles McPherson ones. 
those are so good. I've been meaning to check those out. I haven't yet, sadly. Yeah, we, uh... Yeah, you can find, uh, some demo videos on the Pray Their Audio YouTube channel or my YouTube channel. I'll do that, then. All right. I'll do that. Plugs. Hashtag <laughs> yeah, been, This whole podcast is a plug for us. Come on. It literally is. True. Yeah, honestly, it's true. I just, I do this so you guys can just plug and plug and plug. Uh, and hopefully we can get more fans doing this. I mean, that's the whole end game here is to get anyone who comes on more fans. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We would very, we would very much appreciate, you know, any new people who you don't want to talk to us, ask us any more questions, feel free to hit us up. Um, you know, maybe come out to one of our shows, buy our stuff. Yeah. Listen to our music. Actually, this is going to sound really bad, but I do not know where you guys are from. So where are you guys from? Oh. Um... Should we just make it simple and just say D.C. area? Wait, Fairfax, Virginia, which is just south of Washington, D.C. Nice. nice. Um, so I'm curious. Um, now, you guys said you guys are going to a professional. Um, do you guys Have you guys decided who you guys are going to for uh, production yet? That's been them? back and forth. Um, mainly just because, you know, you want to get the best price for the best quality. Uh-huh. Um, and even though when it comes to mixing mastering, you... you you know, most of the time you kind of get whatever you paid for. Yeah. Um, yep. But, you know, just because, you know, home recording is a little less risky and we really want to take our time with this. Um, we're trying to go to Parallel Focus Studios. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe they did uh, Mixing Mastering for Elitist. Yeah, the last Elitist album, um, which I loved. And um, he's got great tones on it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of who we're in contact with right now. Mm-hmm. However, nothing is set in set in stone really yeah we've been considering going back to the guy who did our last ep but um because we weren't entirely happy with the mixing and mastering on that we're a little hesitant so you know still in the decision process mm-hmm. makes sense i mean i would definitely uh <laughs> um yeah, I would definitely, you know, it's definitely something you need to think about a lot because, you know, when you do an album, it is a Thing that's gonna live with your band forever so you know i would always i wish we would have thought a little bit more when we were putting out our ep um when we chose who we went with originally um there's a lot of things that can go wrong but i'm happy you guys are kind of making the right decision yeah. thanks man i think it's just good that you know we're kind of i guess quote unquote playing it safe as people kind of say because like yeah. you know for example if considering we're doing home recording we're able to get the you know the clearest, you know, DI signals and tons of everything that we want to have personally, then that means, you know, if we send it off to someone and we get it back, sure, we might be down, you know, $5,500 or something like that. But then if we get it back and then, you know, we don't like it, there's no harm, no foul other than, you know, that money. Um, yeah. Whereas like, you know, if you go to a studio and they're mixing and mastering it and everything as well, then I, uh, like our last uh, EP, for example, we tried um, just for like just personal things we just want to mess around with him. We wanted to get our old tracks back from the EP and he wouldn't let us just because, you know, it was just his studio and we recorded it there. And so it was like, you yeah. know. Yeah, he, he wanted to charge us 50 bucks to to just extend the intro. Like, oh my wow. God. Like, can we get, uh, like, you know, he with our pr- production, he gave us backtracks. And, you know, for Unexpected, we thought, okay, we could use this as an intro song to our set if we just extend the intro part. Like, okay, so I messaged him, like, hey, man, do you think you could just extend the intro and resend us the backtrack? Not wanted to charge us 50 bucks to do that. 
That's a little ridiculous. At that point, I was kind of like, fuck it. And I kind of just made our own little intro. Yeah. <laughs> for it, for that show. it worked. It worked. It sounded good. I liked it. Yeah, it was cool. But yeah, that, that kind of takes me off a little bit. But that's just like a good example of just like, you know, where it's, it's good to play it safe this time mm. around. Because, you know, um, we've kind of talked a lot sort of about like, you know, a lot of people do bands when like they're younger and everything, and not everyone kind of plans to do this, you know, till you're 35 or whatever. Um, and so we've always kind of thought behind our, in the back of our heads, it's kind of like, you know, how long is this going to go for? How long can we safely kind of do this for? And I think just because that that time crunch is, you know, you never know how quickly things can come up, and you never know how fast time is going to go. Then like we kind of want this to, you know, we want this to act like it could be our last because you never know. Yeah, so, for sure. This is so our, bringing up the age thing, how old are you guys? You're the oldest, Will. Yeah, I'm 20. I am 17, 18, what? what, like two weeks? Two weeks? Yeah, like so practically 18. Uh, Matt's 18, and Rachel is 16? 17, I think. Really? She's 17 now? I think so. <laughs> we make it sound like she's like a little girl. Well, like she's, she's 17. The, she's the youngest. We met her when she was a freshman in high school. Yeah. Now she's a junior. So yeah, yeah 17. I'm, I've been in college for two years. Yeah. Just you guys are all so young. I know, it's crazy. Yeah. I met our singer through an ex, which I think is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. I was like with her, and I was like, oh man, my band needs a new singer. Oh my gosh, okay. Considering we have no time crunch, do you want to tell him the, the, the Chehan story? Oh my god, Can yes. you go do that while I go get some water? Okay, you can go get some I will some be right back. It's the Will Show now. You want me to get you some? No, I'm good. <laughs> okay. So this is a story about our, one of our intermediate singers, Cheon. So remember I said, if you remember back towards the beginning of the podcast, I talked about our origin, how we originally met on Halloween Day 2014. That was with me, yeah. Caveman, Matt, and we're all still in the band now. And then, uh, I don't even want to say his name, but he was in there. He um, was not the best bandmate, didn't show up to the practices, You know, wasn't fully committed to the band. He kept trying to tell us, yo, we got to come up with merch and everything. And I'm like, we don't even have music yet. We haven't even played a show. Like, he wanted to get merch out there. He was, just, he was way too way too excited about it. We just way into it. So, you know, things didn't work out with him. He left within a couple of months. And then we got a new singer in 2015, at the beginning of 2015. Um, his name was Cheon. He was... Uh, he was a in a foreign exchange student at our high school because we all went to the same high school from South Korea, and we saw him perform a Green Day song. He saw we saw him sing Twenty One Guns, and that just sort of convinced us like, hey, this guy could be a great singer for us. Uh, so we enlisted him. He he was down with the idea, uh, and the, things worked out pretty well. We played a show with him. He was you know a good part of the band. Didn't speak much. Most of what he said was jokingly racist, or uh, <laughs> or he would or about, vodka. or about vodka. He loved vodka, and <laughs> even though he was technically underage in this country, uh, and what ended up happening was things were going well. But then in July, yeah, it was literally Fourth of July. Yeah, the Fourth of July, he went missing. Like his host family didn't know where he went. His parents didn't know where he went. Like it, no one knew where he went. And we found out days later that he had taken a one-way trip back to South Korea. With literally, like, two pairs of clothes and, like, his visa and, like, his passport, and that was it. He told no one. And we have not heard from him again. We heard from him once on Facebook. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) we did? Like, like a few months ago. He posted, he was like, 
hey guys, miss all of you. And then I remember getting getting a message, and he was like, hey, Cave. And I was like, oh my god, Shayon, where have Shayon, you been? And then the? I said, like, hey, where have you been? And then he never replied. So that was, that was the last time I heard from him. So. Yep. We assume he's in the South Korean army. Yeah. Nice. But that was just like, that was like such a crazy experience because you know yeah just like, like went that's missing like that story is that story is like so crazy that like when you tell people like they think you're like making shit up yeah um but that was just like a hard time because it was like well fuck now we have like you know shows coming up and what things we want to do and like we don't have a singer yep and we and found so. Ra- and then we found rachel on halloween 2015 it was only oh, shit we did yeah sweet. it was our one year anniversary we got our new permanent singer that's so like cute and artsy i didn't realize yeah. that might as well be hello 15 shouldn't we we should, we should just keep changing our name every year. Like, <laughs> corresponding with the year. Gotta yeah. change the logo now. Hello 17? Hello 18? <laughs> Hello current year. <laughs> Hello <laughs> insert last two digits of the current year. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, that was crazy. Yeah, that's the, story, that's the story of our singers. But I love Rachel. She's cool. Yeah. Great to work with. So Great how man. was it switching between a male singer to a female singer? I think it honestly wasn't as, as like... I guess, quote-unquote, difficult or, like, hard to get used to than Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be. Because she was very talented. She was very talented, and I also just think, like, you know, like, when you first try to meet someone, especially, like, when you want to be in a band like ours where it's, like, we want to get, like, as far as, like, we can for ourselves and we want to physically push ourselves, but at the same time, you know, we still want to, like, sit down and just, like, Mm -hmm. just chill together and, like, go get food and, you know, whatever. But, like, Mm -hmm. the first time I met her, like, she wasn't, you know, the super serious person. She wasn't trying to stay super professional like mm-hmm. she, she just kind of she did in. admit later that she was super nervous like quote but, unquote auditioning but i kind of think everyone's you know a little nervous when you get invited to be a new member of a band you know yeah but like not she only was, that but the front woman like you know the yeah, head of the band exactly but she was she was just so chill and just like so i guess i'm like she just seemed very relaxed and like come like just comfortable around us and i think that, that was one aspect that i did not want to you know lose in a singer yeah and what I think when we really buckled down after that and started writing down, writing our EP and testing stuff, I found that her having a female vocalist opened up a lot of doors for us in term in terms of, you know, writing uniqueness, writing something that hadn't been heard before. Because, you know, there's not a lot of female singers in the metal industry. There just isn't. And so, and that's always the first thing people notice when they listen to our music. They're like, Oh shit! These guys have a female singer. That's crazy. But I like it. That's cool. It yeah, is pretty so, dope, though, that um that female is. singers are coming out. There's like a few local bands from my area, in New York, that um girls are actually fronting. That I think that's awesome. Yeah, it's be- it's definitely becoming more prevalent, and I think that's absolutely awesome. Quick, quick rant, real quick. Oh boy! I, I know. Sorry. Quick rant. <laughs> I, I, what I absolutely hate is because we have a female singer. People approach me, and even after listening to our EP and seeing us live and meeting us and everything, they'll go, "You guys sound like Paramore." Uh yeah, <laughs> the classic. You sound like the generic, the generic rock girl rock band. band. I'm like, thanks, thanks, I'm, man. Kind of. Unless you guys really do sound like Paramore. You know, that's another thing. Thanks. But I haven't checked your music out yet. 
you know so i i, I want i, I want really i want him to check it out and just be like message us like a few days later he's like you know what you guys were right you guys do sound like paramore and we're yeah. just like god damn it <laughs> I think well, I mean, it's not an insult. I mean, look how big Paramore is. I mean, if anything, that could be a compliment. Well, yeah, no, no, no. Paramore's true. badass. I just hate like mm-hmm. just people just assuming that we sound like Paramore just because we have a we have a yeah. Know, it's, a pretty it's pretty stereotypical. So to be honest, we sound much more punk in like live than we do on record because you know on record on record we're a metal band, and that really and that really sticks. But live, the way we do it, you know how, you know how. Um, communicative we are with the audience it's the way we do stage levels it's just very indicative of a punk band like like you were said like you said blink 182 stop to talk to the audience and tell jokes like that's what we do it's a very punk thing to do so i think we come off as more punk live than we sound in our recordings i think it's also kind of like why typically we're not thought of and associated with this huge like you know super heavy breakdown ish kind of like you know scene and association yeah but i mean i don't yeah. I, I don't hate that we're somewhere in the middle which is good which i like i mm-hmm. mean you know because then you can capture fans that like you know are those like i listen to panic at the disco people and then you can also get those people that like i listen to only disc horror you know yeah like it's it's such a broad i mean mm-hmm. metal audience isn't really very broad but like broad as the scene goes yeah you know it's nice try to cater to everyone so to start wrapping things up here, um, yeah. do you guys have any last-minute plugs that you want to get out real quick? I guess just, we're not dead. <laughs> we ain't dead. <laughs> yeah, just, we're not dead. I mean, we have, okay, the thing I hate on that Facebook thing is like, yeah. oh, you have these thousand blah, blah, blah people liking your page, and they uh-huh. haven't heard from you in a while. Keep them posted. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to. Like, we're writing right yeah. now. There's not much to say. Like, <laughs> hey, guys, we just, you know, just letting you know, still writing. Yeah. Like, you know, when bands write, they, there's not a lot that goes on until you get really get into the studio and then you can start sending studio updates. Yeah, so. So if you don't hear from us, it's because we're still writing, still working to make this album as incredible as it could possibly be. And once you start hearing about us from, you know, studio diaries, that's when you need to start getting hyped with this album. And I guess one more thing to wrap up before I guess it all comes to a conclusion is like, nobody in this band is gonna bite like you can <laughs> you can you can message any of us with like a meme or a serious gear question or an memes. advice question or you know if you're just feeling sad like, like we don't we don't care we're always on our phones because of you know band communication so yep. it's like you know there's never going to be a time where like you can't you know crack a joke with us you can't ask us a question you can't be a friend you know we're always we're always there. Mm-hmm. That kind of sounds like a no life kind of thing, but like I, I love it. You know. No, we're all we're always there because we care. There you go. We care about people and care about our fans. So you know, if there if there's a question that you wanted to hear answered here and you know it wasn't at, it didn't come up, feel free to feel free to ask any of us. We'd be happy to answer. Fan page or personal, you know. Yep. Alrighty. So you guys know at the end of every episode, we always play a song from the band. Um, what song would you like us to play today? This is Unexpected off of our old EP, Instinct to Extinct. Yeah. Alrighty, guys. So we will be playing the song Unexpected. So here we go.
Now 